Well, it looks like the New Orleans Saints are having an identity crisis again. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes every single day. And if you want to keep the conversation going, Take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more. You can become a Locked on Saints insider today by simply texting the words HOODAT to 504-285-7473. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, with six games left, what are six things that we want to see from the Saints as they wrap up their season? What are some of the positives that the New Orleans Saints could potentially build off? Because believe it or not, they are present. So for those of you holding out hope, that segment is just for you. But to get everything started, not really but, but and to get everything started rather, I want to take a look at this conversation that's going on around the New Orleans Saints identity, because there are some positive things that New Orleans have they can build off of. But one of the positives that they don't have is sort of knowing who they are. It seems that the team is a little bit at odds just in terms of what their identity is. Alvin Kamara saying that the team does not have identity, a statement that I very much agree with. I think that we've seen that so far this year. The Saints have never really had something that they fully fall back on over and over again. That is kind of their bread and their butter, like you see with some of these other teams. The Philadelphia Eagles, they have an identity on the offensive side of the football. The Kansas City Chiefs have no wide receivers that can catch, but have an identity on their football team, so on and so forth. So you can kind of individually pick out those identities. And the identities aren't necessarily things that come down to one individual or one individual moment. It's what is it that this team wants to do? What is it that this team does well, and how do they build who they are off of that? The Saints have struggled so much in so many different places, not just this year, but if you remember right, we were having this same conversation in December of last year as well, how this team has not figured out how to A, creatively utilize their weapons on the offensive side and does not have an identity. Now, I don't need to get into all of the different things around you know, why they don't have an identity, what's wrong, what's going sideways, all those other things. That That's just me beating a dead horse. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to look at what's happening, why it's important, and how you fix it. So with the New Orleans Saints right now, what's happening is that there's odds in terms of what their identity is. You have players like Alvin Kamara, who very well could be and should be the entire identity of this team. He should be the face of the franchise, if you will, particularly over on the offensive side of the football, he's saying that there is no identity on the team. Like I mentioned, I agree with that. Dennis Allen, though, disagreeing in his post or his day after press conference, saying that he believes that the um, 
that the identity is built off of their ability to move the ball downfield effectively. I'm going to disagree a bit here and say, A, it doesn't happen effectively because it doesn't happen consistently enough. We see a drive here and there where there's one big play that moves the ball downfield. Taysom Hill skies up for a big catch. Rashid Shahid gets a big catch down the field, things like that. But what we don't see is a consistent ability to move the ball downfield by attacking the short and intermediate areas of the field. Not a lot of yards after catch for this offense. It's a lot of downfield shots. So if you want to build your identity off of downfield shots, that's fine. But then you're building your identity off of being a low percentage offense, of being a a, a low percentage uh, production type of team. And I don't think you want to build your identity off of that. Over on the defensive side of the football, I think that this team does have an identity, believe it or not. I know the pass rush isn't great. I know the run defense isn't great. But boy, they can take the football away. 20 takeaways so far on the season. That is a vast improvement from a team that barely had, you know, set that had what, seven interceptions last year in the entire season and everything. So I'll, I'll give them that over on the defensive side because they are a team that you don't want to throw the ball against necessarily. And they're a team that if you do throw the ball against them, they will find a way to take it away. That's their identity on the defensive side. On the offensive side, they don't have anything that they're consistently great at enough to call it their identity. They have things that they can do. They have these big splash plays that they can string together sometimes, but as we've discussed, and as we oftentimes discuss throughout training camp, we can't base a player's individual level of value to their team based on their splash plays. We have to base it on consistency. So how, therefore, can we build an identity for this team or for them by looking at the splash plays instead of what's consistently there? And there's not a lot that's consistently there on the offensive side of the football. And one of the biggest reasons why you see that is because they're not able to score points. They're not able to score touchdowns. This team, with the exception of a couple of plays from Jameis Winston, and then you know a successful red zone offense that includes Taysom Hill and Colin Saunders, this New Orleans Saints team has not been efficient in punching the football into the end zone. So far, they are a part of the one in 28 teams across the NFL, right? Every team across the NFL that has gone into a game and has not scored a touchdown in that game has lost with the exception of one team. And that was the Monday night football matchup just last night between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. And so we can't look at this team on the offensive side and excuse what they can't do on offense because of what they're struggling right now to do on defense. Because if you're one of those many, many teams out there in the NFL that's not scoring a touchdown in your games, you're probably not going to win that game. And we have seen the New Orleans Saints come very close to being that team consistently, right? Not being able to punch the ball in the end zone, even though they were in uh, the red zone five times and they were in scoring distance, you would say seven times in this game and the loss in Atlanta. So yeah, it is tough to identify where you can find an identity for this team. But there is one saving grace. And to me, that saving grace is the guy that called the issue, what the issue was, uh, and that's Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara should be the identity of this team. Alvin Kamara should be the guy that this offense runs through, especially right now when you're down probably your top three wide receivers, at least two of your top three wide receivers. Michael Thomas on injured reserve. He can't come back until the game against the Los Angeles Rams in a couple of weeks. You've got the uh, uh, Rashid Shahid, very unlikely to be available this week with his injury. And then we'll see what happens with uh, Chris Olave, who I imagine will be in concussion protocol this week. Getting through concussion protocol in one week is challenging. I know we've seen some players do it, 
but never really to good effect. So that means that the New Orleans Saints could be moving forward with three of their top wide receivers down in a huge game against the Detroit Lions coming to town this weekend. That means, A, Jimmy Graham needs to be active this weekend, but also B, run your offense through your playmaker in Alvin Kamara. And I'm talking about 13 targets for 33 yards. I'm talking about run the ball with him, run some wheel routes with him, get him more involved again in the passing game with the option routes, the Texas routes. Do the things that you know work, especially if Alex Anzalone is going to be out in this game. That turns that Detroit Lions strength of a linebacker core into a, an area susceptible for you to attack. So I think that for the New Orleans Saints, they don't have an identity right now, but the identity is on their roster and it's Alvin Kamara. And that's where the ball needs to go moving forward through the rest of the season, at least until they get healthy at wide receiver again. But even then, I would still be looking at how can I funnel this offense, decoy, uh, uh, a receiver, rusher, passer, whatever it is that you have to do with Alvin Kamara, you run this offense through Alvin Kamara with a healthy sprinkle of Taysom Hill, and you build your identity off of being a team that's willing to punch another team in the mouth, because that's who you have to be right now if you want to be the New Orleans Saints and turn things around. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, he's one of the couple of positives that we can pick out of this New Orleans Saints team. What are some of the positives? What are some of the silver linings? And how could those things help to put the New Orleans Saints on the right path with six games remaining. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today so that you can go and grab tickets to all of your favorite events, whether those are sporting events, whether those are uh, theater shows, whether those are musicals, comedy shows, whatever it is that you're looking for. Game Time has you covered, and they've got you covered with great deals all the way down to the day of the event. So if you're like me, and maybe you just kind of get like a, a wild hair at some point, and you're like, I want to go and do this, I want to go and do that, Game Time will make sure that it happens. And right now, the Game Time guarantee gets you taken care of even better, because if you buy your tickets through Game Time, and you find seats in the same row, in the same section, on another ticketing site for cheaper... Game time will give you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are that you're not going to find a better deal than game time. So go ahead, download the game time app today, create an account, and use the promo code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first order. Terms apply again, create an account and enter that promo code L O C K E D O N N F L to get $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked on Sports Today 24-7 stream, the first ever national sports 24-7 YouTube stream available. Locked on making history. Go and check them out. Locked on Sports Today over on YouTube and be a part of history yourself. So as we look at this New Orleans Saints team moving forward, what are some of the positives that the Saints can take from what they've done so far this season, particularly recently, because that's that's really what matters, um, and build off of as they close out the year. Um, and look, some of this is going to be me looking at and trying to find some of the positives, but it, it's not to ignore all the negatives, right? Like the most positive things that New Orleans Saints could probably do right now would be things that end up setting them up for their future, as opposed to things that end up having an actual impact right now. It's hard to believe that this team will just all of a sudden become a new team. That's why I stopped talking about them having a turnaround and more talked about them finding a new 
path. And I think that they can do that through the course of the last six games. Will that get them a playoff win? Will that lead them to anything in the playoffs? Who knows? Who cares? They've got six games left to play. They got to play football. How will they play football? That's what we're looking at here. So if you're the New Orleans Saints and you're trying to find things and you're grasping to try to figure out like what your identity is and how to build off of what you have done well, and if you're struggling to figure out the things that you have done well, that's going to kind of get in the way. But when it comes down to things, when it comes down to the question, have the New Orleans Saints done anything well? The answer is yes. Uh, there are some things that they've done. So let's talk about how they can build off of those things. Number one, Alvin Kamara. Let's go back to that conversation real quick. Alvin Kamara is the guy that you want this offense to continue to run through as they move forward through these last six, uh, whether it's against these divisional opponents, whether it's against the Giants or whether it's against the Detroit Lions, this offense should run through Alvin Kamara. That doesn't mean that Alvin Kamara has to touch the ball every single play, but it does mean that his presence has to be schemed up in such a way that it draws the attention of defenses and then gives you the opportunity to maybe take advantage of the short and intermediate areas of the field for a change. But the Saints haven't which is something the Saints haven't consistently done well. They do it in the up-tempo situations. You know, Keith Kirkwood catching a couple of passes over the middle of the field, stuff like that. Lynn Bowden getting opportunities in the middle of the field, stuff like that. 100%. Like, they've, they've done a good job of doing that, even when they're down their top three wide receivers, when they get into those situations. But then everything that happens for the, you know, 58 minutes outside of that, they don't really attack that area of the field. They kind of live and die by the deep ball, and then hopefully trying to figure out ways to get some some yards after after the catch, which the scheme hasn't really created a lot of opportunities for that. You're seeing players run into areas and everything like that where there's not really green grass created and all that for them to be able to catch, turn up field, and uh, and be able to run. Haven't been a screen team very much. They haven't been a wheel route team. They haven't used Alvin Kamara in the slot since Chicago uh, against since against the game in Chicago, and they haven't done it more than five times in any game so far this season. So move Alvin Kamara around. I think is something that you're looking at doing. That way you can generate some more of these mismatches. You know that he's a playmaker and he's a guy that came in fresh this season. He didn't have to play the first three games of the year. We talked to him after, after the game about how that takes him from a 17-game a season to a 14-game season. And that makes a, that's a big deal for, for a guy, especially a running back who can see sort of the high concentration or the high volume of touches that a guy of Alvin Kamara's skill set and a guy of Alvin Kamara's skill level would benefit from and, and, and could make a difference having. So I think that that's what you're looking for. At this point, you're not looking for the New Orleans Saints to win as an offense together right now. You're looking for them to find sort of these Herculean performances that led them to wins last year. Something that we know is not a sustainable way to victory, but when your top wide receiver is out, potentially your top, top two wide receivers are out, when you might be without Cam Jordan, when you might be you know hurt on the offensive line, when you have all of these other pieces missing, yeah, I mean, you'll you'll take a Herculean performance here and there, wherever you can find it. And Alvin Kamara is one of the guys that has proven that he can deliver that kind of performance that can be a big time difference maker for a team that's otherwise struggling to find its direction. So lean on Alvin Kamara moving forward. I think that's a big thing that the New Orleans Saints should be doing. And we'll see what happens with guys like Kendra Miller and then, of course, with um, with uh, 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 Jamal Williams, who also is dealing with injury now. Saints, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a look at maybe some other you know, running backs, things like that, to sort of figure out what they could do so far this year. But that means that it's going to be a big, big workload for Alvin Kamara, and I think it should be here moving forward. Um, just give the ball to Taysom Hill in the red zone. Number two, talk about things that you can build your offense off of. 
you can get all the empty yards that you want. If you can't score touchdowns in the red zone, then none of those yards matter. It's the reverse of what we talked about on our Jackson 5 last, uh, last week on Friday. We talked about how the Saints defense, who cares about how much yardage you give up to the, the Atlanta Falcons? If you keep them out of the end zone and limit their scoring potential, then you're going to come out on the right side of this game. But they couldn't limit the scoring potential. Bijan Robinson with two touchdowns. Uh, you know, the wheel route right up the middle of the field with Demario Davis trailing in coverage. You had the pick six that went to Jesse Bates. That's not on the defense. That's on Derek Carr. Uh, and, you know, on a just a, what was a bad decision to throw that football one way or another. Is he going to be picked up by him or it looked like it was going to be picked up by Jeff Okuda. So it just wasn't great. Right. So I think that when you and, and what we're going to highlight why throws like that were persistent and have been persistent throughout when we look at something else that you want to see get better over the course of the last six games, which we're going to get to here in just a moment. But stop messing around in the red zone and, and, and go with what works. I mean, you know that the Taysom Hill game plan works. And I know Taysom Hill fumbled. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you run away from him entirely because he has been the one persistent thing that has actually worked for you in the red zone. The Saints have had nothing else that has consistently worked for them in the red zone. So you've been shown over and over again that throwing in the red zone is not working for you. You've been shown over and over again with one exception that running in the red zone does work for you. Run the football in the red zone, utilize Taysom Hill. That's number two. Number three, the biggest thing that you can build off of over on the defensive side is just keep taking away the passing game. It, look, one play here and there, like we, always, like we always talk about here on the show, moments, right? It's all about moments. The New Orleans Saints have a very different outlook if there's not a Jesse Bates pick six, right? You know, but that's hypothetical. So you can't, you can't lean on that, right? If I, if I had wheels, I'd be a car, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? And so I, I think that what you have to look at when it comes to the Saints is the run defense is going to struggle. The pass rush is going to struggle. Uh, and if that's going to be the case, then opportunistic defense, taking away opportunities, uh, punching the ball out of receivers' hands, uh, or ball carries hands, all of that, it, it comes down to the secondary to kind of save the defense right now. And, and, and we've talked consistently about how the New Orleans Saints secondary is its strength on the defensive side of the football. I did ESPN's uh, Chicago Bears podcast before the Chicago Bears game, and that was one of the questions that came up. Uh, who, you know, what, where is the strength of this New Orleans Saints defense? It's the secondary. And I think that the secondary is the thing that keeps you in games right now. Taking away options in the passing game, Taking the ball away, Tyron Matthew with two interceptions last week. We've had a multi-interception game that we've seen from Paulson Adebo. We've seen several Saints players, uh, linebackers, defensive backs, and otherwise all, or, or safeties, corners, and otherwise all with interceptions. Keep that up. Keep taking the ball away and giving your offense additional chances because that's going to be the big thing. Then you've got to find a way on offense to be able to cash in on those opportunities. The Saints 0-6 in games where they don't score off of their turnovers. Yes, that's every single loss so far this year where they've created turnovers or the one game where they didn't, which was against Minnesota and did not get points off of turnover. It is the reason they win or lose games. Keep taking the ball away, but then you've got to make the right decisions over on the offensive side of the football. And that's utilizing Taysom Hill when you get into the red area, utilizing the run game when you get into the red area. And then of course, utilizing Alvin Kamara and running your offense through your offense's best available player. Coming up next, what are with six games left, the six things that we want to see the New Orleans Saints improve upon, including something that we haven't touched on so far today, which is get healthy. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book and our official sports betting partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The New Orleans Saints are hosting the Detroit Lions this weekend. Dan Campbell revenge game potentially on the way. The Saints uh, are not favored in this game. In fact, they are four and a half point underdogs at home against the Detroit Lions. Maybe you like the New Orleans Saints to keep a little bit closer than that. Maybe you like the New Orleans Saints to actually win this game. Or maybe you like Detroit as the favorite. And if you've never used FanDuel before, betting on a favorite can actually get you a pretty good deal. Right now, first-time customers, new customers, can get $150 in bonus bets simply by winning a $5 money line bet. That effectively gives you 30 to 1 odds, no matter what, on a win for a heavy Favorite. So maybe you like the Detroit Lions in that conversation or one of the other heavily favored teams around the league. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. If your team wins, you can use those on spreads, uh, player props, over unders, and so much more. So just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get in on that action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Six games remaining for the New Orleans Saints. So I've got six things that we want to see the New Orleans Saints do better, right? We want to see improvements, right? Six things we want to see from the New Orleans Saints over the last six games. Let's get to it. Appreciate all you everydayers here making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day, don't forget to check out Locked on Sports today as well. So let's start off with Something we haven't discussed so far today, which is uh, uh, getting a healthy roster. Now, that's not going to happen next week, but can the New Orleans Saints get healthy and still be in the division conversation by the time that that Los Angeles Rams Thursday night game rolls along? The thing that's going to be really interesting about that is that they're going to be off of a short week there, right? They're going to play on Sunday, then they got to turn around and play on Thursday. So if they are as healthy as they can be, sans the IR players, right? By that point, could them being on that short week, be a little, could they get a little bit of a boost out of that by them actually getting guys like Michael Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore back in the lineup ahead of that Thursday night football game? And then all of a sudden you have a very rested number one wide receiver and you have a very rested number one corner that could work out really well for the New Orleans Saints in that final stretch of games uh, to close out the season. So you definitely want to see the team get healthy. But these last two games have been concerning. The game against Minnesota, the bye week, you come off the bye week, and, and, and just as a reminder, in that week you had um, Malcolm Roach deal with injury. He was fine. Alante Taylor deal with injury. He was also fine. But then you saw Derek Carr with the concussion. You saw uh, Michael Thomas go down. You saw Marshall Lattimore go down. Then in this game against the Atlanta Falcons, Juwan Johnson goes off, comes back in. Uh, Chris Olave goes off. Rashid Shahid goes off with an injury that really happened early on in the game, and then he tried to play through it. Shout out to Rashid Shahid for trying to do that. Uh, Jamal Williams go off. Eric McCoy go off and come back on. Ryan Ramchick go off and come back on. That was just a shoe issue. That wasn't an injury. Alante Taylor go off and come back on. So you you get the oh Cam Jordan go off and not return. So you kind of get the idea here, right? Like the Saints have dealt with a ton of issues health wise over the course of the last two weeks. If they can curb that moving forward as best as they can, get players back and then have a healthy roster by the time that they travel to LA, or at least as healthy as possible at that point, then that could be a good bit of news for them moving forward. Number two, develop a pass rush. Like It has been so wild to watch this team's pass rush just fall off a cliff all of a sudden. 
And we can discuss the reasons why the the build at defensive end maybe does or, or or pass rusher that the Saints tend to go for maybe doesn't necessarily work very well against the new uh, sort of age of quarterbacks, right? There used to be just two years ago, four years ago, four maybe five, you know, mobile quarterbacks that you were really really concerned about on your schedule. Now all of a sudden, two maybe three aren't uh, in terms of the teams that you play against on your schedule for any given season. That's not going to work, right? So developing some speed on the defensive side, that's going to be a big deal for this New Orleans Saints team, I imagine, next season uh, or, or next offseason. But even in the run game, like if the idea is that you have this build of defensive talent because you want to be able to stop the run game, they're not stopping the run game. They're getting bullied off the line of scrimmage most times. And so I think that that's one of those things that you look at and you go, okay, how do you get better there? So clearly improving the run game while also improving that pass rush. Jason Pierre-Paul, a guy that I, I've said on this show before, I didn't expect him to have a big impact for New Orleans at all. I, I didn't even know if he was going to be on the roster for very long once they got Isaiah Foskey back. Now that Cam Jordan's potentially, you know, Cam Jordan's dealing with injury, Isaiah Foskey's working his way back. He was limited in practice all week last week. Maybe he's back this week. Now you don't have Jason Pierre-Paul. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal that you don't have Jason Pierre-Paul. Like I said, I, I don't think he was going to have a very big impact at all when you still have Tano Passanio eventually Isaiah Foskey, and then uh, Carl Granderson ahead of him, Cam Jordan still ahead of him. We'll see what happens with Cam's injury, but they should be fine, right? You're, you're effectively swapping out Jason Pierre-Paul for Isaiah Foskey, and then you'll figure out what you're going to do in terms of having, you know, not having Cam Jordan if you don't have him. But I, I just don't think that J JPP was going to have that big of an impact that quickly. So not a big deal to me that he's gone, but you got to find some way still to develop that pass rush. Uh, Consistency in the passing game is another big one. And when I talk about consistency in the passing game, I mean not living and dying by the big splash plays, right? Dennis Allen described the team as being an explosive play offense. And that's that's cool if you can be an explosive play offense consistently, and if you can be an explosive play offense that puts points on the board. Usually around the NFL, drives that have explosive plays in them, passing plays over 20 yards, rushes over 15 yards, usually identifies that definition of explosive plays. Usually those, those drives end in touchdowns, not just points, but touchdowns. The Saints have not had that. So what you really want to see is less them relying on the 20-yard deep ball or the 20-plus-yard deep ball, the 40, 50-yard deep ball, and instead moving the ball 7, 8, 10, 15, 20, 5, 4 like yards at a time and find your way down the field, right? So I think that that, that has to be something that you want to see. I would love to see this offense all of a sudden get back to kind of like the death by paper cuts kind of uh, approach that they once had to where they just picked apart defenses. And that was Drew Brees. That was Sean Payton. This is not Drew Brees and Sean Payton. So so what can you find there? But I, I do feel like that is an approach low to high that would work really, really well for New Orleans. Uh, but, you know, play calling is is its, is its own issue. Um, and then the last three things are things that we've already kind of really delved in so far this this episode. Uh, I want to see a ton of Alvin Kamara over the course of the last six games continue to take the ball away and then score touchdowns, right? Like I said, the up until last night's game, the, the, the Monday night football game, teams across the NFL this season were 0-28 in games where they don't score touchdowns. If you don't score touchdowns, you're not winning games. Doesn't matter about your defense. Doesn't matter how many points the other team scores. Doesn't matter how many other points the other team doesn't score. Doesn't matter what your pass rush is. Doesn't matter how many takeaways you get. Doesn't matter if you win the turnover differential. None of it matters. If you don't score touchdowns, you're not going to win games. So score a touchdown. I'd love to see a touchdown in each of the last six games. That is something to me that would show a step forward for this team. 
win or lose, at least you would see them finding the end zone, which is something that they've struggled to do consistently so far this season. They've had their games, don't get me wrong, Indianapolis, all that. I get it. They've had their games, but we're talking consistency here, not the the roller coaster that has continued for this New Orleans Saints season, which is what we saw last year as well. All right. So coming up in tomorrow's episode, we asked the question today, what are the things that we want to see over the course of of the Saints' last six games? But what about the things we want to see after the Saints' last six games? Time to start splitting our focus a little bit as we're getting closer and closer to the offseason. Not going to do it entirely because there's still games to be played, but what are some of the things that the Saints could do, can do, and should do over the course of the offseason after this year? We're going to start talking about that here in tomorrow's episode. I appreciate you very much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to Hunter. Thank you. Thank you very, very much uh, for all of the love and positivity, and I appreciate y'all very much for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi, and if you need anything else, Around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.